Hey CEO, I have an important question for you today. Are you running your business or is your business running you? If it's time to get your business in order so you can fully step into your role as a confident, in-control CEO, then I want to invite you to this advanced training series that I'm hosting live on May 20th through May 24th. We're calling it the 90 Day CEO Sustainable Success Series. And over these four days, we're gonna break down our research-backed, client-proven process to help you sustainably scale your business without hustling, without overworking, and without burnout. If you've been winging it in your business, hoping that you'll eventually get caught up and telling everyone in your life that when things calm down, you'll be a real functioning human again, this series is especially for you so that you can reclaim your life as you scale up your business. All you have to do is head over to theceocollective.com slash success and sign up. We can't wait to see you there. Okay, everyone. Welcome back. I know a lot of you are worried about how to navigate marketing right now. And that's one reason I invited our next guest, Stacy Harris, to come on with me because we can't just shut down our businesses right now. This is not a time for us to um, just stop everything. So I'm so excited to have Stacy join us. She is the CEO of Uncommonly More, an uncommonly more than marketing agency. And Stacy, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm so, and thank you for doing this. I think this is such a cool uh, way for us to a get to come together. I'm an extrovert, so I'm super excited that people are putting things together where I get to talk to people. Um, but also, I think this is such an important conversation, and and nothing like conversation beats fear, right? Exactly. I feel like this connection is what's going to help a lot of us get through this, and connection is a big part of what I believe marketing is all about. I don't just think of it as like blasting messages out into the universe, um, hoping people will respond to them. It's really about connecting with our clients, connecting with our community. And so just so if y'all haven't figured it out yet, this is marketing, this whole thing. This is me providing value (laughs) to my audience. You're watching it live in person. You're watching marketing live. This is how it works. But Stacey, one of the questions I know you and I have been messaging back and forth that people are nervous about right now is should they be marketing? Should they be launching? What should they be doing given the current climate? What are your thoughts around this? So first of all, I think I want to mention, I don't love the word should like these are business owner by business owner decisions. I can't tell anyone who asked that question yes or no, you should or shouldn't. Only you can decide that. I will say that uncommonly more, we don't sell a blueprint and we don't sell a formula because we sell questions. And those are really the questions you need to be asking yourself right now. What are you selling? Is it something that's useful right now? Because for many of you watching this, you have something that would actually be incredibly helpful. Um, On the podcast that you put out, Rach, on Friday, you talked about uh, an educational resource. I can't think of like a coding, Netflix and coding or something. Yeah. That was a super helpful tool. If they hadn't been selling it, you would have missed that. And the reason I found it was someone who's on my Facebook community is a teacher for, I can't remember the name of it, but they posted, Hey, I'm starting this class next week. It's Netflix and engineering for kids. And I was like, perfect. My kids are home. They need Netflix. They need something to do. Let's do it. And we, I totally was, you know, $25 like that because it was immediately useful and relevant to us. And I think that we often think about selling as like, 
we're going to get them to do something that we want them to do. But really selling and marketing is the best act of service we can do in uncertain times, especially if we have the solution that's going to help them find an hour where they get to work peacefully while their children Netflix and engineer. Absolutely. Right? Like, that that's incredibly valuable. And so I want you to look at like, who are you selling this to? What are you selling it? To? How are you selling it? Are you selling it in a way that is in alignment with you and with where they are right now? We don't want to be tone deaf. We don't want to be like, Hey, let me cause panic in you so that I can trick you into giving me money. And I don't think anyone watching this would do that, but I just want to say that's not good. Don't buy those things either. Um, but we do need to go out and be of value and of service. And and I love that you said this is marketing. I do that a lot on my podcast where I'm like, guys, in a minute, I'm going to pitch you. Watch how I do it because this is what I want you to do. Like, this is exactly how I want you to be marketing. Be of service, build relationships. And here's the deal. Yes, right now, maybe I'm not going to say it does or doesn't. It feels weird for you to sell something or launch something. Cool. Then maybe it's best for you to postpone it. That doesn't mean you're not actively marketing right now by being a value of showing up. Because here's the deal. If we all go silent right now, we all go dark out of some, I don't know, weird mindset thing. We're all going to be paying the price three, six, nine, even 12 months from now because we are going to be working up a big hill to get back on the playing field and get back on the radar of the people who are gonna buy our things. And so it's a disservice to us and it's a disservice to our potential clients to just go dark. So one thing that's coming up right now, and we have been seeing this a lot, is people who it's clear they've got their marketing plan, they've got their marketing automation, And that little machine has kept on going all through the last week. And people are talking about the fact that people aren't acknowledging this. So what is kind of the balance here between marketing, you know, what you already had planned and acknowledging the situation we're currently in? So one of the things we're doing with a client who's in a launch right now is we're just going through and auditing the emails. We're not, we're not changing the emails, but what we're doing is we're layering in either additional value or additional perspective, because here's the deal. The thing this client is launching right now is actually really helpful right now. And so if you're mindful of this is the value that we always had, because this hasn't changed your value. In many cases, it's just increased your value. So stay with what you know is valuable. Keep working the system and structure. It may be helpful for your sanity, but also layer in additional value, layer in additional language that really speaks to what's happening now. I think where we're seeing people who seem real, real tone deaf is a lack of acknowledgement at all. It doesn't mean you have to revolutionize what you did or, or what you've created or what you've planned. It just means that it might need some evolving. It might need some some additional love <laughs> to get it to speak to what's actually happening right now. On the flip side, there may be some things that do need to get pulled out. We're not going to throw them away. There will be an end to this. We just sort of put them aside until we're ready to plug them back in. We're not burning anything down here. We're not recreating anything. We're not throwing anything away. We're just making sure that everything right now has the appropriate tone and awareness of what's happening on a larger scale and setting aside anything that we're like, you know what, this might actually work better for us in like six months when we're on the other side of this. And we found our new normal. 
I love that you bring this up because something I preach all the time is everything we're creating, it's an asset. Every single post you write, every single article you publish, every live you do for social media, like these are all assets. And Stacy's really good at taking these and repurposing them for other people. But I think this is the most important thing here is if you feel like, oh, I've already put so much work into like what's coming out this week or next week or whatever, it's okay to say, okay, I'm going to move like 30% of what I had planned and put it off till later and put in some timely things that make me seem human. And like, I'm going through this experience with everybody else. I think that's really important. And I think it's one of the things that establishes that we're in it with you versus we're in it above you. I think it's really hard to connect when you're, or when your audience is, and you may make it easier for your audience to do this when we're not really connected with what's happening. But when we end up pedestaled above and speaking from this place, it's really hard to actually build a connection. Whereas when we're like, I'm a business owner, you're a business owner, we are all in this together, let me help you. I happen to have a little bit of knowledge, you happen to have a little bit of knowledge. If we share that together as a community, we can really get through this on the other side. And that comes from even just simply acknowledging that stuff, literally for a client's email, we just added two lines at the front where where we were like, stuff is crazy right now, (laughs) get that. We wanna come to you with a dose of support and love. And then it was really the email we had created before because we had already done that value, but we did need to acknowledge that this was coming from a place of, and we've got some content that where we're going, Hey, let's record a quick intro and say, Hey, this was recorded before all this came out, but we're not going to re-record it because the value is still here. We just wanted you to know, listen to this with that filter of like, Hey, how do I need this now? How does this speak to me now? It doesn't have to be, again, burning it all down and starting over. Small changes will go a really, really long way. That makes me think of, I was just listening this morning. There's a podcast I love called Young House Love has a podcast. Mm-hmm. It's an interior design decorating podcast. Um, and they're based here in Richmond, even though about, they're about to move. And I'm very sad about that. And at the beginning of the show, they said, hey, we had already recorded this show, but we know some of you guys need a distraction. So we want to just go ahead and send it out. But just know we'll be sharing more thoughts on social this week. And I feel like that little bit of acknowledgement just made it feel like, cool, we're in it together. It doesn't, it feels like there's that empathy there that we're all looking for. So one question I really want to dig into with you, Stacey, is the idea of launching. How do you navigate launches right now? Because let's face it, like a lot of businesses are dependent on the promotional calendar we've already put together. Mm -hmm. So what are your thoughts around, should we adjust the launch schedules? Should we just adjust the emails? Like what are your thoughts around how you are navigating your clients through this right now for launching and their promotional calendars? That's a great question. I think for me, I always reconnect with why are we selling this thing? Because often when you reconnect with why you're selling this thing, you'll realize that a no, now is not the right time. And maybe that means we sell something else instead. We swap things around on the calendar because guess what? That's not, that's an option too. It's not all or nothing. It could just be something else. Or maybe you say, you know what? There's a version of this offering that would work better right now. If I just pull out this class or this section and I offer this real focused result kind of thing, maybe that will work better and do that. So first of all, let go of the all or nothing, the yes or no here, because there is a whole series of options in the middle. And then next, I think you need to be really clear about who is buying it and the level of 
stress and anxiety for lack of a better way to phrase this, that they're in right now. You know, if, if I were somebody teaching anything around homeschooling, I would not put off a launch because it's an incredible disservice to those of us who now have a child at home and have no idea how to educate them. Yes, please. If you guys are homeschooling <laughs> educators, whatever, and you have something to sell, let us all know. We yeah. need to know because we are actively buying that thing. And that's so important. You have to think about who are your clients and are they actively buying that thing right now? It's huge. And, and if, if it's something that you're looking at selling, then maybe they're not actively buying. And here's the, here's the deal. The actively buying thing is not just homeschool stuff. I have to also keep adults in my house entertained. So the interior design podcast, yes, I want that because right now is the free time I have to go, let us redecorate this entire room. Mostly because I've never spent so much time looking at this entire room as I did this weekend. <laughs> Suddenly I see all the things wrong with it. Um, but whatever that thing is, if it's something they could buy, use, yes, launch it, layer in with your email, with your social, with your podcast content, blog content, video content, whatever it is, an awareness of what's happening. And that might be, honestly, maybe this is just my brand, adding some jokes around the fact that you stared at that room all weekend and realized that that painting does not actually go with that couch. Exactly. <laughs> it's time to change it. I love that. Um, but, but layer in that personality with that awareness that does, that awareness does not always have to be fear and, and treachery and oh no grippiness totally. for a lot of us. We are really aligning ourselves with like, what is the bright light in this? What is the thing that like, I see you, I feel you. I'm with you. Let's get through this. Take my hand and let's get through this together. Right. And I think if that is where you're at, in a place where you're really going to serve them where they are now, yes, go ahead and launch. And if it's something that you're like, they're straight up not going to buy this right now, first of all, I would encourage you to ask your audience before you make that judgment. Absolutely. We are not good judges, oftentimes, of what someone will or won't buy in a season of a, our stories are not their stories. And so ask, talk to them get on calls with them, connect with them. Because it may be that you launched the same thing that you thought wouldn't sell and you just change the way it's dressed. You yeah. just shift some of the language. And in some cases, yes, there's going to be a, nope, I don't feel good about selling right now. I don't financially need to sell right now. They're not buying this thing right now. So I'm just going to serve. That doesn't mean you stop marketing. It just means you're going straight value. You are just pushing all the value all the relationship building, all the connections. Because then when you do have that spot where you're like, great, now it's time to flip that switch again. You've essentially been in pre-launch just a bit longer than you planned. Absolutely. This is such a great conversation. And I hope you all are taking this to heart because again, like a lot of people's instinct is to fight or flight. We shut down. We don't know what to do. And that's why we're here to say like, keep showing up. You don't have to go all or nothing. There's middle ground here. We can help you find it. And this is one reason why I'm just going to brag on some of these ladies that are live with me. These are the women who are in my Voxer, who are in my Slacks, who are in my messages over the last week as we're navigating these things and we're doing it together. So this is one thing I really want to reinforce here is that marketing is connection. Marketing is more than just pushing your message out there. It's about truly connecting and providing value and being there with people. 
So don't feel like you have to shut it down. In fact, we should all be ramping it up. There is going to be a huge white space where most business owners are going to shut it down. And all I can see is this is the type three Enneagram in me. I'm like, this is opportunity. This is where we all step up. We all step into that big white space and we grow our audiences and we grow our businesses and we grow our impact. Absolutely. And I think that, that, you know, getting somebody in your corner, lean on your biz besties, lean on your mastermind, lean on your colleagues, lean on your connections. You know, I've had a whole series between Friday and today of conversations with my clients because we are, we're really in the weeds right now of like auditing things and making sure everything is in alignment and, and good to go and kosher and ready. Um, and the conversation we've been having over and over again at the very beginning is how are you not what's happening in the business, but just how are you connect with your people, a, a 10 second boxer that says, Hey, I'm, I'm just checking on you, making sure you're still sane. I know the kids are home goes a long way to building a relationship that will pay dividends, not just financially, but emotionally Yeah, for a long, long time. This is where we're building customers for life. Uh, And this makes me so happy because, and I know Mindy who's up next is going to talk about this too. Marketing doesn't have to mean you're putting out a podcast, you guys. It could literally be sending people voicemails, checking in on your existing clients, just staying in communication with who you already in communication with and just being human, being helpful. That's it. And this was a post I put out or the agency put out on Instagram and Facebook over the weekend. It was like, remember there's a human on the other side of all of the things you're putting out there. (laughs) Absolutely. And honestly, that can be applied to the things you don't love either. Like (laughs) when you see that and it feels like there's not a human, take note of that. Take Take note of where you want to spend your money with humans or with robots. I love robots. Robots are a big part of what I do. But that's because we partner them with people. We partner them with humans. So just remember to behave like a human. The people who you're engaging with are also human. We're all doing the best we can and you'll be fine. Everything will be fine as long as we can remember that marketing is not just saying, hey, come buy my thing, but hey, how are you? Yeah. You're a person and I care. Thank you so much, Stacy. So many good nuggets in this conversation. Everyone go find Stacy at Uncommonly More. She's amazing. I absolutely love her. Thank you. Thank Stacey. you. Thanks for having me. Yes. Okay, everyone. We are really getting through about halfway through all of these amazing conversations and we have more coming your way up next. I have invited Mindy Totten and this is going to be a nice little change of pace because I've been talking with some more businessy side of things, people, and Mindy is here to get us grounded again, which I so love and appreciate. Mindy is an amazing body worker. She's a cranial sacral therapist, and she is the founder of the body work project. And when Mindy said, yes, she said, Hey, can I talk about the nervous system and how we can use this information right now? And I was like, Yes. Let's talk about the nervous system, Mindy. Total dork, right? (laughs) I'm the only one who wants to talk about the central nervous system. Thank you so much for doing this, Rachel. And thank you for inviting me on. I'm delighted to be here. And I've been madly scribbling notes through the last couple of speakers. There's just such a great sense of community here. And I wanted to talk about sort of what our bodies are going through 
and reflect that back to what our businesses are going through as well. So as Rachel said, I am a bodywork therapist who specializes in craniosacral therapy, which basically is the fluids and tissues around the brain and spinal cord. And I've also been pivoting in the last couple of years so that now my business is primarily supporting other massage and bodywork therapists as they try to create practices that are sustainable for them. So my people right now are taking a really big hit because people are afraid to go in for bodywork, even though it might be something, you know, that touch, like Stacy was just talking about, that connection and that touch could be so, so beneficial and so, so important, but it might not be safe right now. So we're all in this process of, you know, I was saying weekly where things are changing. And then I was saying daily things are changing. It's really hourly now, you know, like Thursday morning, I had a meeting, you know, a a group call with my, with the bodywork project folks. And three hours later, everything had shifted. Everything had changed. So I give that background because what's happening right now, and I don't mean to be alarmist or anything, but what's happening right now is collective trauma. We are all experiencing collective trauma. The same type of trauma as if we were going through a natural disaster. And I live on the North Carolina coast. I have for 18 years. And so I'm quite familiar with hurricanes. And it's very, the the steps and the processes that we go through are very similar for a natural disaster and what we're going through right now. So when our human mammal bodies go through trauma, we respond by going into fight, flight, or freeze mode. So of course, fight is when we, back in the day, would battle the tiger who was trying to eat us. Flight was when we would run away. And freeze is when we, we, can't, we can't do either. And sometimes those animals long ago wouldn't be able to see us moving, and so they'd go away and we would survive. And that is what's happening right now. All of us personally are going through, if not all these things, at least one of them. I know for me, my fight instinct came up when I was just angry, scared, um, un- uncertain, and I had a lot of fear, Rachel. I mean, what is underneath fear? Uh, Fear is the basis of anger. It's the basis of frustration. It's the basis of lashing out. All of that is around fear. So I had that fight thing. And then the way that I responded with flight was not to actually run away, but to put my head in the sand for an hour or so. Like, okay, this isn't happening. If I just don't pay attention to anything, this is all going to go away. And that's the body's sort of flight uh, response. And then there's freeze. And I think we see a lot of people today and yesterday in freeze. Once governors started saying schools are closed, once governors started saying bars and restaurants are closed, we got a lot of people froze. And I see that not only in individuals, but also as business owners. So I've been seeing in the larger bodywork and massage therapy business community, I've been seeing fight. I've been seeing a lot of anger towards, you know, clients who are canceling or rescheduling. I've been seeing flight for sure uh, coming through as a denial. I'm not going to do anything about this. And then I've for sure been seeing businesses freeze. Just, I'm just going to wait and see what happens. I'm just not going to show up. Like, 
Stacy was saying, Kim was saying earlier, I'm not, I'm not going to do anything. And you and Kim were talking earlier about creativity, like how hard it is. You have this fuzzy thinking and this, that's because the body is using all of its resources in this fight, flight, or freeze mode. So how do we cope with it? What do we do? So the first thing, of course, that we have to do is take care of ourselves as human beings. The business, you know, and that might be one natural response too. I got to save the business rather than, okay, what about- So that's my natural response. You know this about me. I am like, time to get to work. We're going in. (laughs) We're going in. Even though, you know, I have, like you said, I have no creativity. I have no critical thinking skills because I'm, you know, my body is not at the place where it can- do those higher order thinking skills. So in nature, when an animal is being threatened and they have this fight, flight, or freeze response, if they live through the the trauma, which is what we're going through right now, animals take the time to process everything that's happened. And that usually happens for animals is shaking. So you'll see them shake. And if you, anyone who's in this discussion right now, if you have gone through any personal trauma, perhaps the death of a loved one or collective trauma, you may have felt that yourself. I know when I got the call that my brother had died, I, my, I was watching myself shake. I, and I recognized intellectually, oh, I am processing this information. I'm processing this trauma. But as humans, so often we don't do that. We're just like you just said, Nose to the grindstone, here we go, let's figure this out, rather than allowing ourselves to process the information, to process the emotions, so that then our body will stop sending everything to this survival mode and start going back to, okay, how can we figure this out? How can we do this problem? So how can you process the emotions without shaking (laughs) or in addition to shaking? The first thing that you can do is just breathe, right? And it's the hardest thing to do sometimes because our bodies are not allowing us to breathe very easily. So I know all of you know breathing exercises and breathing techniques that you can do. Really, really lean into that breathing. The second thing that you can do to try to process some of the stuff is get it out. So when all this started going down last week, Rachel, you said, oh, Mindy, you know me. Well, you know me. I was throwing F-bombs, I was screaming, I was crying. And then after like 10 minutes, I was like, okay, my pity party has now taken place. I feel better. What can I do to move forward? And the next sort of phases of what you can do to process things like yoga, things like meditation, leaning into your faith, whether that's a an organized religion or just going out into nature and appreciating practices of gratitude, of journaling, all of those are very, very helpful. And one thing I want to say to all of us is we've got to turn down the media. 100% have got to turn down the media because media today is designed to jangle our nerves. That's how it's designed, whether it's clickbait or whether it's to get us to scroll or whether, you know, we just want to sit and watch more of the news. I found myself in this place just the other day, and I'm not this person. I'm not this person who checks constantly. I find myself checking in on those, you know, the North Carolina map on where the coronavirus people were being um, diagnosed. And I was like, what am I what am I doing? You know, I mean, it's like an adrenaline rush when you get that. And that is not calming your central nervous system 
at all. So those are some really easy things that you can do. Another thing that I have found fascinating in the last couple of days, Rachel, is, you know, I've been reaching out to massage and body workers everywhere who not who are not only in my community or in, within the Bodywork Project, just to say, hey, we're here, we're here to support you, what do you need? And people sort of in the larger community are freaking out and people inside of the Bodywork Project are not. And that's not necessarily because it's the Bodywork Project. I just think that having your community, having your people who you can trust, who've got your back, who are holding you in their hearts, it just has such a huge effect on people. You know, I mean, I, I just put out a thing this morning within the Bodywork Project and, you know, tagged every single person in there and said, tell me how you are, what's going on, what can we do to support you? And people are coming back with things like, you know, I'm, I'm forced to close down for three weeks, but I've got it. I'm going to go back to the material. I'm going to work on, you know, whatever, the website, the this, or that. Like they have a plan. And that's really important as well with collective trauma. If there's a hurricane coming, we have a plan. You're calling it the contingency plan. We call it the evacuation plan if it's a hurricane, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. So, so important to have the plan and then also to have the resources within you to throw the plan out and to modify the plan if you have to modify the plan. So, 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 so important. So having that sense of community, having that sense of, it really gives you a sense of empowerment and agency, right? Okay, I'm going to do this, then I'm going to do this, then I'm going to do this, and then I'll regroup tomorrow rather than that frozen place of, I don't even know where to begin. I don't know how to start. I love that you have brought all of this up. And I think this is so important for all of us because as leaders, we need to understand how this works. One, so that we can take care of ourselves, put that oxygen mask on because we can't lead if we are not able to take care of our own central nervous system. Um, But also now we have tools to help our communities, whatever type of community you are leading. So Mindy, one thing that I find really interesting right now is um, a lot of people are chatting in the theme or in the threads right now saying, I didn't realize why I was having such fuzzy thinking. I didn't realize why I was having such a hard time concentrating. And now you're explaining how this has all been processed. All the tools and tips you gave us are so valuable. Um, You said one thing that made me laugh though, which was when animals get this, they start shaking And I saw a meme on social media at some point, because we all see memes that talked about this. Um, It was probably from like the holistic psychologist or somebody on Instagram. And they said, when animals have trauma, they shake. It looks a lot like dancing. And this Uh weekend, my son was showing me this thing on YouTube that's called Just Dance. That's like a music video where they teach you how to do the dance moves. And so I was like dancing with my kids in the living room and I felt so much better So I really think there's something to that shaking thing. (laughs) I love that. You know, well, it's exercise, right? It's walking, it's dancing. It's what you were saying earlier, working on the kids playground, whatever it is. And, and it also is that sense of agency as well. I am doing something. I'm doing something. Ronald and I, we got a whole bunch of movies from the library to kind of get through this. We've been watching these DVDs. And last night we watched the Martian. 
I mean, and it's like, okay, our problems aren't so bad. We're not stranded on Mars for a year and a half by ourselves trying to survive. But what really kept coming up for me is he kept saying whatever came up, okay, let's work that problem. Okay, let's work that problem. So there wasn't the, what am I going to do for the rest of my life to, it was, okay, let me go start here. Right in front of us. Let's, and then we'll go to the next one and then we'll go to the next one. And that having some kind of plan or program or system foundation is so, so helpful for the central nervous system as well, because then it's not just this kind of crazy, I don't know what to do or where to go. So perfect. shout, have the F-bomb, throw the F-bombs around, have your pity party, dance, all of those things dance. are so helpful. Home yeah. renovations are going to be really popular right now. Like I'm <laughs> promising you hammers are really great stress relief because <laughs> you're going to feel so much better once you tear down a wall. Or I was going to say, we're going to we're, playground. We're going to come out of this and everyone's house is going to be gorgeous and redone. Um, that's the other thing I want to say. After a hurricane, the community is so much stronger, so much closer. I, I do think we're going to come out of this together, you know, better than we have been. It's just really, really important that as we are going through it, that we take care of ourselves as well as our businesses. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Mindy, for jumping on with me. You're welcome. Great to be here. Okay. Like I said, everyone, I will make sure all of our speakers are linked up. I will make sure that you guys have all of their contact information and how to get in touch with them. Um, because as you can tell, these are amazing women who I've had in my corner for a long time. I've had the honor to support for a long time. And we're continuing this conversation of how to take care of yourself right now, because this is what we really need to do as leaders. We need to make sure we have the tools. So Mindy kind of broke down for us how the central nervous system works and what's physiologically going on. I'm so excited to have Tara Newman join us, who's a high performance coach and my own coach who has been in my Voxer all weekend, helping me with my mindset and helping me stay laser focused. So thank you, Tara, for jumping on. Thanks for having me. This is such a great service to the world, Rachel. Well, I'm really fired up about all the conversations we're having. This is stuff that gets me excited. I am such a nerd, you guys, but all these conversations are conversations I love to have. And one thing I'm going to just brag on Tara for a minute that she's done as a high performance coach. I think people don't always know like what a high performance coach does. And they might think that because of that word in there, like high performance, it might mean that it's about doing lots of stuff. But Tara's message to me has always been about, it's not about doing. So I want you to share more about that and more about the Thrive List, which has become a huge part of my self-care. Yeah. So um, leadership uh, is not about doing, it's about being, in my, in my opinion. And performance to me, you know, I find that there's a spectrum between achievement and performance. And when you are hanging out at the spec on the end of the spectrum by performance, highest your highest performance, it's actually the most loving thing that you can do for yourself. You're caring well for yourself. You're making sure you're getting enough sleep. You're um, monitoring your nervous system. You are controlling the things that you can control, and you are not letting the things that you can't control really hijack you, your emotions, or your nervous system for that matter. And so today we are going to talk about the Thrive List, which is one 
focusing tool that you can use if you are feeling scarcity or like you are in survival mode right now, which I have to imagine is popping up for a lot of people, even those who maybe have regular mindset routines and who are on top of this, you know, during times of stress and uncertainty, it's easy to fall back into old habits um, or, you know, just get distracted. And so I want to focus everybody on some of the positive work that they could be doing right now. And I'm going to share uh, one of my favorite tools called the Thrive List. And I created the Thrive List in 2015. I It was May. My husband and I were driving back in the car from one of his races at the time. He was an, He's an endurance athlete. And I had just started my business, but I was also working in corporate. And I said, hey, I actually think I'm going to be leaving my job a lot sooner than we anticipated. I think we really need some money away right now to be a buffer because we all know that when we start our businesses, there's some runway there before we start making money. And this was our third business. So we we had already figured some of this out. And part of my story is that in uh, 2010, my husband and I declared bankruptcy because our first business failed during the great recession that we had in 2008 and 2009. So I know a lot about feeling scarcity and feeling like I'm in survival mode and how that hijacks your system and your thinking. And so I said to him, we need to start putting money away. And my husband's an engineer and he says, all right, we're going to go on austerity. We're not spending any money. If the kids want to rent a video from HBO for like $3.99, we're saying no, right? And I immediately went back. Like that really took me back to a time in my life where, you know, I was experiencing a lot of trauma. And when we were very deep in survival mode, um, when we were having garage sales on a regular basis to repurpose things and make money for groceries and diapers at the time. So that feeling a constriction really felt scarce to me. So I said, we can't have this conversation now. I need to go take myself off and think about this. And so I opened my journal the next morning with my cup of coffee, like my morning ritual. And I started thinking about how did I want to feel instead? How did I want to feel instead of feeling constricted with feelings of scarcity or, or fear or survival mode. And I realized that I wanted to feel like I was thriving. And so I asked myself in my journal, what do you need to thrive? And I started creating a list of all the things that I needed to thrive. And people say, well, how many things should go on the list, right? Don't get in your doing, just write your list. There's no right or wrong way to do this. Um, just start giving yourself the space to jot down this free-flowing list of what you need to thrive. And what I started to notice about my Thrive list is that not much of it costs money. So there were things, I'm an introvert, right? Rach, you're an introvert too. So, you know, what makes, what I need to thrive is a lot of, you know, time on my couch and cozy blankies and hugs with my kids and um, time with my husband, but I didn't need it to be out at the movies or going out to dinner all the time. I really had to get clear on what that time looked like for us. Um, and it was going on walks, being out in nature. And 
there were things on this thrive list because this is not a basic needs list, right? This is like above your basic needs. We all need a roof and food and, and things like that to thrive, but to, to survive, but what do you need to thrive to really be at your best for those people around you? Because I'm, I know that your audience is full of a lot of moms, right? And we're holding a lot in the world, especially right now with running our homes and watching our children and uh, caring for our businesses and navigating all the uncertainty right now. So what is it that you need to thrive? Is it um, like nice smelling candles? Uh, for me at the time, it was manic. <laughs> it was manicures. Um, I like to see that my nails are done. It was at the time I had, a, I had cloth seats in my car and my kids were really young and they were like yucking up the seats like crazy. So I knew my car was up. I wanted leather seats, but it didn't matter to me what kind of car I got. It could have been a used car. It could have been a Hyundai. Like it, it didn't matter. It wasn't like I needed, I'm not a big car person. And this was more just from like a cleanliness perspective, which leads me to another thing. I need a clean and tidy home. I need my chaos to kind of be minimized around me, I need things to be decluttered or organized. And when I looked at this list, I was shocked to see how much on there didn't, oh, I need, I like high quality clothing. So I like clothes that last forever and ever and ever. Um, and so I had to cut out my target shopping because <laughs> that did not qualify. So after you make this list, this thrive list, I want you to then go and look at how you spend your money and how you spend your time. Is there a match? Are you spending your things, your money on things that you don't need to thrive and that maybe you just think you, you should have or are really insignificant, but you're too tired to say no to them or, or what have you. And then look at how you're spending your time. Does it align with what's on your Thrive list? And I really encourage everyone to do this in partnership with their spouses or significant others. You can do this with your children, depending on their age, and really get clear on what you all need to thrive and how you will all be spending your your time and your money and ultimately your energy. And you can do the same thing for your business. What does your business absolutely need to thrive right now? I love this so much, Tara. And this is the beauty of having this exercise is you can share it with people in your life. And Tara knows what my thrive list looks like. So she's literally messaging me over the weekend. Like, how are you doing? I know that you're surrounded by your entire family. How are you hanging in there? And this is something I encourage you to do for yourself and share with your community, share with your support system um, mm -hmm. and make sure that we're all making time for this. This is why I ask these amazing women to bring in these conversations because it's easy to think that we should just be talking about marketing and selling and all of this stuff. But when it comes down to it, we can't really focus on any of those things. If we haven't put that oxygen mask on first to make sure we're taking care of ourselves and coming from that kind of grounded place. Right now, you cannot be making fear-based decisions. You cannot be making decisions that are panic-driven. You cannot be making decisions from scarcity and survival. You need to have a lot of clarity around taking the action that you're taking. So that is why right now the Thrive List, in my opinion, is probably the most critical tools that you have. It'll help you know if you need to cut expenses, where you could cut expenses, um, what decisions you need to make. This is a decision-making tool. Absolutely. 
So what I'm hearing of we're having all these conversations, you know, I started this whole thing off two hours ago and I said, I think the next two weeks we all need to figure out how to calm ourselves down, put that oxygen mask on, get clarity around what we need to survive. And now we need to get clarity on what we need to thrive because this is going to be uncertain for more than just a week. It's going to be a little bit of a, of a ride for all of us. But when we have that clarity, we'll have tools to get through it together. Yep. Thank you so much, Tara, for jumping on with me. I so appreciate you. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Wishing everybody a lot of health right now. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. All right, everyone, before we bring on our next person, I'm going to declare one more little three minute break because I need that for myself. So I will be back in about three minutes. Everybody can go grab some water, grab some coffee, grab some tea, whatever you need. And I will see you back here in just a minute. 